GodfathersOfPodcasting.com. Now, here are your hosts, two guys who've been broadcasting online since 1996, the Godfathers of Podcasting themselves, Donnie DeSilva and Chris Tidwell. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday, January 18th. 2024. I'm still getting used to that. My name is Donnie, and the man next to me is my longtime partner. That man, he and I go together like Bonnie and Clyde, like pepperoni on pizza, like doo-doo and flies. That is Notorious TID, Chris Tidwell. What's going on, brother? Oh, dibs on flies. All right, there we go. Pepperoni and pizza. You You know what? I I, I realized something today. I was watching a, a, a program. As I was freezing to death, a program, the uh, program, and it was talking. Somebody had mentioned something. They were like, you know, I'm very particular about my pepperonis. Oh, and it made me think about like the different types of pepperoni that you can get on your pizza. So let me ask you mm. the closest thing to Italian on this show. Uh, is it is it the large flat pepperonis? Is it the small little tiny ones that cup up and hold the oil on top? Like or you know what what's what's your uh what's your fascination? First of all, I like pepperoni the way I like nipples, nice and big. Secondly, I like the deep cup pepperoni. That's the new really? Vogue thing, right? Like the I guess. I oh, always yeah, that's, have. I always have. Shit. That's always been the way that it goes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're going to a pizza joint, you're getting them flat pepperoni joints. You're at a shitty pizza joint. You need that deep cup love. That's what you need. Right. That Mario stuff. Yeah, man. Like good old New York pizza. That's what you fucking right. need. Those right. cups are so deep you could take a shot out of them. That's what you want. That's that's a little much because all you're taking a shot of is grease at that point. that was your week dude uh it was it was fantastic right up until like recently when uh you know when you have when you're a homeowner yeah and you can't call the landlord when the furnace goes down oh no are you sitting there with no furnace in this fucking no no, it got fixed it got fixed uh there's um i don't know if i want to give away all the tricks of the trade but it didn't happen this time so the the furnace goes out and Uh call the call the people right uh that to come and fix it and they give us the old story um we can be there tomorrow between 10 and 2 okay the reason that happened is because i didn't make the phone call I make the phone call to it. Like I was busy. I was, you know, at work. If I make the phone call to it, there's a very simple rule when they give you that, that message. Oh, we can be there tomorrow. No problem. Right? No, no. That's going to really suck because it's the dead of winter right now. And, um, it's like 50 degrees in my house and I've got a newborn, a newborn, newborn, what? It doesn't matter, but that's what you oh, tell that's the story. I got you. I they're there in, they are there in 20 minutes to fix your shit, bro. I'm just telling <laughs> you this. And then they look at you, go, wait a minute, you're old as dirt and there's no baby. That's not my problem. That is not my problem at that point. Right? That that, that what what are you gonna do? Ask me to see the baby before you fix my furnace at that point? Maybe they want to see the baby. Everybody wants to see the baby. That ain't going to happen. So needless to say, when I woke up this morning, yeah, it was for in the Celsius department, it was 10 degrees in my house. Oh, my God. Yeah. This makes sense now why you're sitting there this week wearing a shirt that has sleeves. Yeah, I'm wearing clothes. Like, it's even got a hood and I got a hat on. I know. I'm wearing headphones around the house now just to keep my ears warm. (laughs) You're all bundled up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, how was your week, brother? It was good. And you know what? My week was so much fun that it led to tonight's episode. As you know, uh, last week, obviously, we were off. We didn't do a new episode. Uh, I went down to uh, the comedy club on Danforth to go see our boy Joey Medina perform and had a wonderful little surprise um, getting to see uh this person that's coming up right now so you know what without further ado adieu ladies and gentlemen it is time right now for the big hello and this week we are welcoming a first time guest to the program 
She's a kick-ass stand-up comic who I'd previously seen on TV here and there. And, you know, you've seen her on The Tonight Show, The View, BET, HBO comedy special, Just for Laughs, Last Comic Standing, Jenny McCarthy's Dirty Sexy Funny special, Martin Lawrence's First Amendment, and so many other places. Hell, she even once opened for Richard fucking prior so last week like i said at the comedy bar on the danforth i'm sitting there having a drink with my friend joey medina and this woman is sitting in the booth with him and at first glance i thought you know she looks familiar but i can't quite place it and then medina says oh donnie this is my friend paula she's fucking hilarious and medina did not lie i watched her perform not once but twice last thursday and you know what that old saying is like when a comic does really well they say that they killed this woman is a fucking assassin she destroyed she had the entire club doing everything they could to hold back from pissing their pants i dribbled when i spoke to her after the show i said i have to get you on our podcast and she said yeah whatever and she's here ladies and gentlemen she's got a dirty mouth and she's a bombshell she makes me laugh more than david chappelle when i laugh at her shit i think i'm going to hell i think she chug good tequila fuck your zinfandel she hates young boys they got too much gel her man is latino <laughs> she's cartel i think that sums her up in a little nutshell now give it up to the fucking hilarious miss paula bell oh my god did you write that poem for me no, that's off the top of the head that's it's not even valentine's there's no <laughs> way that was in your head <laughs> oh no it's chat gpt no that's not chat gpt blow me that's ai yeah no i am the ai yeah I'm D.I. Well, I've been sitting here waiting for you guys to do your introductions to each other. Jesus. <laughs> I only did an eight ball while waiting for you. We're just babbling yeah, away. You know, that's what we do. <laughs> We're just a couple of yentas over here just gossiping away, you know. Gossiping and talking about your lives. I was thinking, man, they, if this was, you know, back in my day, you guys would have just been holding a rotary phone and then putting each other on. <laughs> right? Could you imagine that? Right? Oh. I was thinking about that while watching you with your headset. How are you doing, Paula? Um, so what's it's, going on? You were in the back during mm -hmm. the shows. Huh? Were you both there or just you? No, so, I watched both. Oh. No, Pitt didn't make it you out last granny? week. And, and he should huh? be sorry he didn't. You liked Granny? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? On your show. Man, I skated out of that Toronto right before the big storm. Woo! Yeah, you just missed it. It was cold, but the snow wasn't falling, and you got out of town, and it just right? dumped. It just fucking dumped That's what on I us. leave in my wake. I swear to God, every time I go somewhere for a gig, like I remember I left uh, New Orleans, and then that big... Uh, that big fiasco happened, New York, 9-11. Every time I leave, it's like Satan's wake, you know? <laughs> so I just was so happy to be on that plane thinking of you guys buried in snow, just laughing my hot ass. <laughs> it's not hot. It's just kind of fiery, you know? I'm 57. Whatever. That's, that's, what that's a different condition. <laughs> <laughs> you're based out of toronto there is that is that what it is yeah we're up here in toronto and, and you're down in la right 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 and smelly right. i was born in downtown la actually i'm one of the right? i'm a i'm a i'm an original there's not gotcha. too many of me they usually all come from mexico but we're here oh yeah how, how did it come together that you ended up on that show at that little club in toronto last week uh because uh and that's russell peters his brother was there and right. so they asked me i mean you know i'm not a road comic per se i get around you know what i mean <laughs> I get, around. get around but i work corners um yeah but uh i've done i've done some gigs and uh russell knew of me and so they asked me and i said hell yeah let's get it going i realized I realized after I saw your first um, your first show on Thursday last week, I was like, oh my God, I've seen this woman before on different places, but I just, I didn't retain your name. When I, on when different I, corners, like any hooker, you just don't remember right. your name. <laughs> just Not working really for a living, <laughs> just fucking hustling. When, when, Joey, when Joey said to me, yeah, she's hilarious, I thought, okay, I'm 
sure he's got some nice jokes. Oh, you were a regular guy and you were like, fuck this. I didn't come here to see chicks. Stop the BS. I do it too when I see female comics. I mean, that's, listen, I don't usually, I don't usually react that way. That's definitely Tid's approach. Tid has no time for female comics. Anytime we book a female comic on this show. I don't don't hang out with broads either. Who wants it? Anytime we book a female comic on this show, Tid's first question is, is she actually fucking funny? Was that your first question, Tid? Always. Absolutely. And then when you see me, you're like, can she travel again? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're getting there. <laughs> now he's like, where'd you need a babysitter, you dog? <laughs> I do need a babysitter half the time. That's absolutely true. <laughs> You know, they push their babies out in the snow up in Norway, right? To get them used to it. So it's a good thing your heater's broken or whatever the hell you were talking about. Push that baby out in the stroller in the snow. Well, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't have a real baby. (laughs) There's no baby. That was the joke. I am am 54 years old, and I know how to talk to people on the phone when they come to fix the fucking furnace. So you say you have a baby, whatever gets them there fast. Baby. Oh, no. no, there's no baby. Oh God, no. Uh-uh. Never. You Ever. want one? <laughs> no. Why, why are you selling babies on the side no, out of right. LA? Go to Brooklyn and get you one out of a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> They're giving them away in those damn synagogues. <laughs> How often do you? Um, uh, do how I often do you? <laughs> how often do you go to a club but show? I am on my knees a lot. What? Well, yeah. What? How often do you go to a club show, and uh, then have that? Uh, I work here in the Laugh Factories locally. I, right. I, I tend to show up and scare the young comics. Well, see, this is my question: When you're doing these live shows. How often do you see the reaction of the crowd go from, oh, she should be nice to what the fuck is happening? Every night. And I make sure of it. If it doesn't happen, I know I didn't do my job. There's no reason to pay good money and sit there and get (laughs) stupid. Yeah, there's no real, you know, these are the times of these are horrible times. That's why people like MMA and and wrestling and crazy things, you know, they want to see death. I mean, you know, I I don't know for comedy. I I don't know, you know, that was my first hint, Tid. That was my first hint that Paula wasn't the normal 57-year-old chick because we're sitting in the bar and there's UFC on the big screen and she doesn't want to go perform. She just wants to sit there watching UFC. Well, it was make- two young chicks beating a pulp out of my God. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> learning moves. So, you know, I mean, really, I mean, what's entertaining for women? What do they have for us? You know, these stupid award shows and I mean, come on with that crap. It's enough. There's no entertainment for women. There's not. It's not empowerment, though, Paul. Any bar you go to, it's all for men. It's all, you know, sports. All entertainment is made for men. Sports, strippers, stripper sports, throw in the hooters. You guys have everything. Women have nothing. What are they going to give us? What? It's, it's three things. It's everything, apparently. It's literally all the things. That's all you're getting. That's everything. Your brain can't handle anymore. Okay. Titties and wings. That's it. Your brain can't handle anymore. God, you watch these shows on television. They're freaking horrible. They're like you go turn on Spartacus. It's like a damn telenovela. You see guys strapped with muscles and underwear, and then they're fucking, and then they're arguing, and then they're fucking every time. There's no real gladiator stuff left except for MMA. <laughs> you you mentioned your uh, your thoughts on other female comics. Um, there was a quote that you had in a past interview that you did where you said, "Not really a fan of female comics. I'd rather see balloons blow out of a clown's ass." Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, solid. 
<laughs> well, I'm the youngest of five sisters. I mean, you grow up, you know, with around all women and right. you know what they're about. And then like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really like a, I don't know what you call it, a chick's chick or whatever. I've never been that. And yeah, it just gets repulsive. After about five minutes, my eardrum just bursts and blood sports out. But so you know, good riddance. <laughs> this, this has got to lead to all kinds of shit for you online or whatever from, from other women or other female comics, right? Women? Oh, you mean like if I comment on something? Do they yeah. Not- well, I don't care. And number one, you can't really care about anybody online, what they're saying, if it's derogatory, because, you know, they just don't know how to converse or, you know, they're just going to, I fight with them all day, trust me, <laughs> especially when it comes to like Taylor Swift or some shit like that. You know, I mean, God. <laughs> Are you not I, a fan? What? Are you not a fan of Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not the muse? No, that's she's not even real. That's AI. Somebody needs to unplug that goddamn robot. I'm sick of it. No, this is really cultish shit. This isn't even about mute. That's the most I have never heard such soulless songs when I try to hear them, and then I'm like, oh God, it's just like, come on. I don't know what happened. It, it, it's big business took over music because there's no way this, this, there's no soul in that broad. There's no soul. And then I make comments like, you know, uh, she fucked her soul out and shit and people just, ah, <laughs> and then I make yeah. comments about how she sold her concert. Right. Uh, my daughter goes, mom, put some of your stuff on TikTok because that's, you know, real liberal and they're, uh, they, your stuff will go over. And I go, I don't want to join that effing TikTok. So sure enough, she makes me put this one video I made on TikTok and it got over like 250,000 views like that. And then the Swifties went fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, the Swifties are very violent. Like they're more violent than the Canadian military. They are just no, they're 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 worse than Hamas, Hezbollah. You know, they should just unleash those little whores on any kind of fucking uh military they want to get rid of because they will just I mean decimate them to death. And you know what? It's just so weird. I get like a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old, you know. I mean, I don't know really, because when I was growing up, we had real bands like zeppelin or i mean we had stuff pink floyd things to listen to but this soul yeah this soulless stuff and the kids just the girls that's just a whole cult i mean just lead them off a cliff you know what i mean just she's like the pied piper i hope she just leads them gets them the fuck out that's a bingo wing right there for you bitch i got you speaking of taylor that was such a nice I really need to be put down, but nobody's found the drug yet. So anyway, but it's just weird. I think I think they get over and the cult thing happens with the social. I was gonna say there was a story that came out uh, yesterday, the day before. Oh, am I lagging? Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. Um, There was a story that came out uh, a couple days ago about Taylor Swift and it said Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are experiencing some rough patches in their relationship right now. And my buddy Jeff Rahoman from 680 News responded on Twitter and said that bitch does not want to go to Buffalo. That's what's going on. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to Buffalo this weekend. And she wants no part of that shit. Go from Harry Styles to a football player. That's my first question right there. Right? I mean, he's very effeminate, and I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's good looking. I'm not that age, but how do you go from that to somebody who's just going to grunt and scratches and balls and throw you around the room? I don't know. It's a big, big difference. (laughs) No guy laughs with her, and that's what I tweeted out or texted out or whatever the hell it's called. <clears throat> that instead of selling her concerts to the IDF during a war, right? 
um, you know, and singing these soulless fucking ballads or whatever she's doing about all these guys that she's fucked and they're gone. I mean, you know, I wouldn't get with her if I was a guy because you're just her next album. That's all you are. I'm telling you, she's a robot. She's AI. Is, is that what we're waiting for? Is that what we're waiting for with the breakup? Yeah, you're going to get her, the Travis Kelsey ballad next. That's going to be next year's theme for Monday Night Football? They'll put that up there instead? It's just BS. The whole gross thing. Oh, they're the American. They're all the American prince and princess. Get the fuck out of here. We never needed any kind of royalty in this country, this bullshit country that we stole. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> but didn't we have this before? Back in the day, like we had cultish music before. Look at the Grateful Dead. You know the 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 way that people would just I mean, follow them around. Strong, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. And they and they saw the concert in an open park where you could run away if you needed to. But this is um this is something else on another level. I'm telling you, I I I know women that are 35, 40, and they're just they're entranced. I think it's. I think it's something they're putting out over Wi-Fi or some bullshit or what is it, 5G? I don't think it's it's weird to me when you know women, and even though I really don't hang with them, um, you know that they're just like like some kind of weird groupie for this, you know? I mean, maybe it was maybe it's akin to like an Elvis thing. I don't fucking know. Oh, Channing Tatum seems to like her too, so. You know, Channing Tatum. Oh, all these big. Ugh. What are they? Are they good in bed? These guys? Who knows? Maybe she needs to write. I mean, they weren't when I slept with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you know? Old? I mean, how old is she? I don't really know the back backstory. I just think it's weird the whole cult thing, and you know, you can't talk about her. It's, she's like the Antichrist. I don't. Well, I, you okay? So you you say the word cult a lot, and you live in L.A. and you say you're an OG from L.A. So you must have been around when the cults were running through that area. Like I know for a fact. What cults? Originally... The, the Bloods. Those were my cults. <laughs> I don't know what cult there was here when I was here. Uh, well, I mean, you had the you had the Moonies back then. You had like all of the the Jesus freaks. I think that they, you know, they were called uh, back yeah, in. The I'm not religious, as you can probably tell. Uh, I wouldn't have known about those, but you know, I remember punks going to the whiskey and stuff like that to see Black Flag. But I'm telling you, it's something about the social media, along with the the I don't even want to call her an artist, but the person because her alone singing without the videos and the constant repetitive fucking wording that you see on the social media with her, you it wouldn't fly. I don't think it would fly. So it's a whole big business that um is soulless to me. And that's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. It's definitely big business. I read an article about a month ago that said Taylor Swift is the first musician in history to actually impact the American economy when she goes to a town. She changes the economic forecast for an entire quarter of that city or state because business goes through the roof. All the ancillary businesses around her her concert, her performances, right. merchandise sales, restaurants, hotels, everything just uh -huh. goes through the fucking roof. Yeah, like Most of them they've ever seen. It's that cult following and how gross as if you want to call yourself an artist to not use that exact same platform and help people in a genocide, but instead sell your damn concert to the IDF while they're killing children. Now that's really, I mean... That's just that's that's fucking deplorable as 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 any human goes with that kind of platform, whether it be whatever they, whatever they call themselves. But I'm not calling her an artist because I don't think she is one. Who do you like these days in terms of contemporary? Nobody. Nobody fuck them all. <laughs> no, who do I like for what? Contemporary music. Hmm. 
you know what? I listen to all different types of me, everything, every, right. every genre, reggaeton. I mean, I, I listen to all of it. I'm not, you know, at, at my age, I'm 57. I'm not into one, you know, group or anything. I'll give everybody a try, you know? I'll listen to anything. Let me ask you about this story, because I think you'll you'll have a funny take on you this. You know, Christian albums, I find, calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> Christian music, so soothing. I'm not hearing my Lord. I'm just bullshitting. Those, those ones, wow. wow. Just lay in bed, hugging your pillow, listening to Christian music and say, lie to me, baby. No, I'm under the bed, shaking in fear that the Lord <laughs> and the wrath is coming. The wrath whatever the hell did you see your social media you're on social media all the time did you see that story about a month or so ago it went viral everywhere snoop dogg talking about how he'd quit smoke no i didn't actually see that okay but so why would he say that so he posted on social media about a, four or five six weeks ago i don't know what it was and he said hey y'all i've decided to quit smoke please respect my privacy during this time and Everybody online went fucking bananas. Like, what is going on, right? And people were making response videos and memes and all the pothead community was coming out like, Snoop, don't leave us. And it was about a week later that he posted a video on his Instagram and said, hey, y'all, I know I told you I couldn't smoke because now I'm using these smokeless outdoor stoves. And it was like <laughs> a marketing <laughs> campaign. No, yeah, it was a it was marketing campaign. Story for smokeless right. outdoor stoves. So here's the kicker. <laughs> the, the kicker is, hey, y'all. Did he really say, hey, y'all? I think maybe. <laughs> Paraphrasing. I was going, no. <laughs> the CEO of that smokeless stove company got yeah. fired this week because they spent millions and millions and millions to get Snoop to be their spokesperson, and they didn't sell any fucking smokeless stoves. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the here's the kicker of all of this though these stoves it's this stove company these outdoor smokeless stoves or whatever same thing right right you can make these fucking stoves out of a inside of a washing machine it's like a, it's like something you would put like a like chips in like a smoker like you smoke salmon or something. No, it's like it's like it looks like the inside of a washing machine that they've just turned and put it on its end, and you can put wood in it. And what it does is it circulates the smoke, so the smoke doesn't actually rise up and flow out to the top. It's a gimmick. These gimmick stoves are not cheap. One of these stoves will run you a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks for a fire pit outside is absolutely <laughs> asinine. When you yeah. can actually make one out of the inside of your old ass washing machine before okay, you let the neighbor kids play in it. I've that's seen people barbecuing under their hood of their car. Yeah. <laughs> who has, who has I don't know why they would need a thousand, but that's not Snoop's fault. That's the, I mean, you know, that's the company's fault. Exactly. Hey, what's the, what's that, that old date? That boxer who used to sell that that fry thing or whatever it was. Oh, the George Foreman grill. Oh yeah, the George Foreman grill. Oh, right? that's sold billions. That's it's already billions. been done. You know what I mean? They should have yeah. been selling something more snoopish, not barbecues or chips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, the fact that that CEO lost his job. I mean, look, Snoop's probably sitting there thinking that old Dave Chappelle line, like, hey, motherfucker, I get paid for the attempt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not worried about Yeah, he got his check. What does he care if those barbecue, whatever the hell? I don't know. They need somebody better to sell some barbecues. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think about that one. Who would be able to sell some damn barbecues? Not a Snoop. You don't think of Snoop Dogg and think, oh, I want to go grill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? I, I would agree. I would concur. Let me ask you about this. Uh, another story that came out this week that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, well, funny. I mean, maybe I'm just insensitive. I don't know. Um, there was a story that came out this week that said, in South Korea, a new law has just passed that by 2027, dog meat will be officially uh, illegal in South Korea. The farming... 
seven. Yes, there, there's a grace period. Four years of litters, and that's disgusting, man. They 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 are uh, they're saying that um, right now today there's about three thousand. Free, you know, stock up on your frozen pup Dog. meat or whatever. Oh God. They're saying right now there's about 3,000 dog meat farms in South Korea, which is down from about 15,000 a couple of years ago. Uh, they're saying 8% of the population in South Korea still consumes dog meat, although a lot of those people are senior citizens. It sounds fucked to us, right? On the Western side of the world, it just sounds fucked. But this is... This is a cultural reality for people over there. And it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years to when they just didn't have any other protein running around in their part of the world. And now they're sitting here going, there was always other types of protein. I think they just didn't want to buy all those pet leashes. And do you know, maybe chihuahuas are easier to catch. I don't know. You know how fast chickens multiply? Right. You know, that's true. Do you know how many chicken places there are in the world? Bro, think, yeah. go to Hawaii, you just run around on the fucking beach. Oh, come <laughs> on, man, with the dog. Do you guys, first it's Taylor Swift, then the dog meat. What kind of show is this? It's what's horrible. in the news, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going on this week. Right? Oh, God, no, <laughs> forget it. I don't know what. Oh. Have you ever, have you ever had dog meat, Paula? Huh? Have you ever had dog meat? Well, I've had a lot of different meat, but yeah, not dog meat. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Come on, there's some, you know, you got to draw a line. I mean, we're all energy, right? You're going to put what in your body? I just saw that uh, movie where they they ate the other, uh, the rugby team was frozen in the ice on the plane and it crashed and the mountains in argentina and they had to eat was that alive no no that was the book that was the book that's, back that's in the on netflix. It's on netflix. it came out again they remade it but it's really oh. good but they had to eat their other teammates and at first at first there i mean it was a big conversation you know they were like hesitant and man by the time that they, they found them they were just carving into them like it was thanksgiving so that brings up a really good question. If the three of us were on a private airplane and it crashed in the middle of, of the Arctic. Right. And now we have no food and no means of rescue. Which one of us would you eat first? Tidwell. I'm going for Tidwell. <laughs> Smart choice, honey. It's the nice one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be food. I'm good waiting. with that. I'm not even waiting until he's frozen. Don't even pass out. Don't even go to sleep, Mofo, because I will carve into your thighs so fast with a <laughs> You think you think hold on. You think you're the first crazy bitch to start telling me that shit? <laughs> you're talking about crazy. I can you're talking that. about now, I heard those words every single date when I was in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even take a nap, Tidwell, because I'm carving you up, man. <laughs> Poor Tidwell. Exactly. Those are two words that have never been said together. Poor Tidwell. Right? Unless, unless you're my bank. Touche. <laughs> hey. uh, talk, talk to us. You posted a photo on social media and you have it up on your website. I got to hear any behind I got to hear any behind the scenes stories about the time you opened for Prior. Oh, okay. Well, I mean it wasn't really behind the scenes. I have a lot of stories about comedy. But um Prior came in and he was making his he was already in his wheelchair and he was making his uh debut there at the comedy store kind of coming back. And um I was only five years in and um mitzi had picked me up at the comedy store and she goes yang, 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 yang. and then uh prior had seen me i guess the night before or something and then he goes put that white bitch on and so i got to open for him for a few nights there at the comedy store and um him and his wife 
uh, Jennifer, his ex-wife, but she was still with him. Um, they were so nice to me and gracious. And um, I got his book, you know, and he signed it and she signed it. And they were just, it was just really great. Now, Pryor was my mom's guy. Like, even though she was already elderly, when I told her I did it, she's all, what? I can't believe it. You know, but, um, but my guy was Red Fox. And oh, I wish wow. I would have... You know, um, just because that's more my type of, I mean, it's all, you know, great comedy. Don't get me wrong. But I just really was, but I was so green, you guys. I was so green. Five years in, even though I, I was getting a lot, I got the Tonight Show and I was at the store. And people go, oh, you know, I can't even tell you, like, I just was so green. You know, you don't realize it at the time. I mean, luckily, I didn't have a huge ego either, but I was really rather quite nervous. You know, I was going to say that's got to be a tremendous amount of pressure. Richard fucking Pryor says, put that white bitch on. All you're thinking is don't fucking bomb. Don't fucking bomb. Right. All I'm thinking is, you know, at that time I had like my jokes like boom, 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 boom. So just stick to it. Just nail it. It wasn't like. Now where I can just kind of, you know, I have it in my head, but I'm going to go off and do what I want. It wasn't, it was more very structured when comedy used to have to be structured because now it's somebody gets a gig on social media and, you know, one joke is funny and then they want him to perform 45 minutes and he tanks, you know what I mean? Because Back in the day, we used to have to write joke, punch, joke, punch, joke, punch. But times have changed. I mean, I sit in the back sometimes of, of these shows and I, it's like a fucking seminar. I'm just like, wow, I did not need to know all this shit about this kid's life. And you know what's weird is the young comics don't even care if the audience is crickets. They just mm going in their in their seminar it's it's fucking weird okay Steve, that's, and that's I, nerves that's nerves uh, they can't slow down they got to keep going got to keep going no and they take their time with it and they they even chuckle at themselves after a couple and it's just people are just like what the fuck the audiences have changed too because back in the day the audience would be like they you'd hear the mumbling you know what right. I mean? If they didn't like you, you'd hear them start to eat or drink or they'd be loud or get the fuck off. You'd hear at least somebody say, hey, you're wasting our fucking time. You know what I'm saying? So they've changed too. They've become more com more complacent, I think, as an audience. I mean, you know, it wasn't like when I would work at the store, it wasn't like the Apollo Theater where people would be like, get the fuck, you know? Right. <laughs> but, but they still, you could you would want to entertain them with well-written bits because they weren't having it. If you just went up there and told them about your life and your mom and dad or your period, they would be like, fuck you, you know, as they should be, they paid. Right. You I'm, know guessing, I mean? I'm guessing the fact that you mentioned that when you opened for prior, he was in a wheelchair. That probably answers the question that Tidwell asked me off air when I said, Hey, you know, she opened for prior and your first question was what Tidwell? Did you fuck Richard Pryor? Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time, you know, I was on with Steve's uh, Island with fucking What's his face and his chair? Mocking. Ooh, you know what? A, what a blast that was! Taking it up the ass on a wheelchair ramp. Well, you, you know really what? Experience that until you know. I mean, knowing, come on, knowing, come on. knowing what I know about you now, Paula, I apologize for making that statement. I didn't know you were such a delicate flower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a handicap sticker, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, so there was a reason. There was a reason, Mike, too, is what you're saying. Yeah, there's a reason. If I'm not going to get up front parking, you're not getting blown <laughs> in your wheelchair, okay? Because I'm not walking around the block to cart your ass down the ramp, take you out of the chair. I mean, come on. That's a lot of work. I can't believe that dude was on Epstein's Island. Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> people just, you know, that's oh my god, I'm dying. That's why I've always said, don't fuck with the handicap. People think it's funny to make fun of them, and don't. These are regular people just like us. They'll get out of that wheelchair and join an orgy, or look at that Oscar Pistorius. He just got out. Remember him for killing yeah. his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, he did that shit with a torso. So don't fuck, fucking fuck with the handicap. They're not playing. They don't. They don't need arms and legs to kill your ass. You will. How'd you like to be in line at heaven or hell where I'm going? And somebody taps you on the back and goes, "How'd you got here? <laughs> How'd you get here?" And you go, "I was killed by a torso." Get the fuck. Come on, man. I've uh, I've said on this show so many times. What? I've said on this show so many times, I love going to the comedy club, any comedy club, and seeing a comic kill. But the only thing I love more is watching a comic fucking bomb. Like, it's a guilty pleasure. Really? I love watching them absolutely die on stage. You have a lot I've, of patience. I don't like it. Oh, no, I love it. I sit there. Everyone's cringing and feeling uncomfortable. And I'm like, <laughs> I love it so much. But I feel like... I feel like your current show is pretty fucking bomb proof. Like you might make people feel uncomfortable, but then you're just going to scream at them anyway. Well, I mean, don't you want to make them uncomfortable? Don't you want to make them think? Don't you want to make them, I mean, to, to laugh at something, right? Jest is truth, right? So anytime you're dropping some kind of truth bomb on them, don't you want them to react? Because I think that's what's funny to me is when people are, are, are you know, spitting truths because it makes you like go, because the first, if I was just talking to you guys or like I, you guys are talking to each other, you're going to say something truthful to get the other guy to get a rise out of him. You're not going to bullshit him, right? And that's what I think stand-up should be. And people, a lot of people, they're they're used to sitcoms and they've been at home too long. It's but I find that people my age who go out, they're or you know, like 45 and up, they're the best audiences because they've already been through the shit and they want to hear some real shit. They don't want to hear these, you know, uh Gen Zers give the seminar on their poor little life and you know i mean it's just it doesn't cut it people don't people don't have that much time in their life you know there's definitely I, some there was definitely some gen zers in your first set last thursday um that when you did that bit about young girls just shut up and start liking rape <laughs> there was some young there was some young girls in there that just absolutely started freaking out I feel like I said, that was a line that was just taken out of <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm always good for a rape joke. Why not? If it's funny, if it's funny, and it comes from my point of view, which um, I'm not just doing a rape joke just to do a rape joke. I'm doing it because um, if you listen to the joke, I've empowered myself against the rapist. And right. I've actually asked him to meet me outside. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that's what's funny if you're an adult and you get humor. But I've had a lady here at the Long Beach Laugh Factory. God, I wish somebody had had her on camp, but she started crying. And she was, she came in with a group of friends and then I did the rape joke and everybody laughed and she went to the manager and she goes, oh my God, she didn't, are you listening to it? Can you do something about her? And the manager goes, no, she has a right. And then everybody was laughing and the manager goes, everybody was laughing because it's a joke. So if you're crying, you have the free will to leave you don't have to stay but she has the free will to say what she's saying as long as i'm entertaining right right or is this some kind of fucking matrix i'm in i don't know i'm a real person who talks that way i do i guess you, i don't know what you want to call it adult humor bar humor i, I talk like that just like i talk to people when i'm sitting at the bar fucking with them 
Yeah, but I mean, there is a whole, and, and you know this, there's a whole generation now of people that they're, 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 easily, they're easily triggered. They're not used to, they're not used to being told things that don't sit well with them. Because you know, they've been coddled and they're all on medication and they need to stay the fuck home. Don't come out to a comedy club. I can't <laughs> help your upbringing just like you weren't around for mine. So I'm only going to deliver what comes from me, what who I am and what I'm about. I can't change my act or what I want to say or who I am to appease some damn kids who are on Ritalin for 12 years and then let out of a cage. That's not my problem. That's your parents' problem. They should never let you in society. Sensitivity is for dry skin. Anything else, get the fuck out of here. I'm not, it's not about what I'm trying to do. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. I'm a comic. And we tell jokes, and that's it. You know what the best part is? The next show, Tidwell, bring your baby. (laughs) (laughs) The best part about 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 tonight's interview is I finally have an answer to the question, what would Tidwell be like if he transitioned to a woman? Oh, he would be me? Yeah, he'd be. And you know what? He would be because I was plucking my chin hairs for this goddamn interview tonight. So, yes, Tidwell, you would be me, but get yourself at least four pairs of tweezers. Otherwise, yeah, I tell people I would have looked like Nick Nolte if I didn't fucking do that. But I try to be, you know, pleasant. <laughs> She reminds me of Bob. She reminds me of Bob. Oh, Bob Levy? Yeah. Yeah. She's got way more energy than Levy. Well, I mean, Levy's 180 years old now. Yeah. That's, you know, got something to do with it. But yeah, just the the mannerisms and the I don't give a fuckness about it is, is fantastic. Have you ever had. Have you ever had to apologize just for the sake of having to apologize? Because we know that this is also a thing going on with comics now is they, they, they'll say stuff and then next thing you know, boop, 180 and they feel like they got to fucking apologize no. for what they said. Uh, you know what? My, I, I, I've never had to, nor would I. Right. Nor would I. If I'm entertaining and I'm making people laugh, I did my job. I, I can't. And, and I'm not there to please one person. I'm there to please a collective group of people. And I know there will be people in there that don't like it, but that's not my problem. Right. And when you said something right now about, um, oh, I don't give a fuck attitude. The funny thing about that is when people say, oh, she just doesn't give a fuck. I actually do give a fuck which is why I have well-written bits behind stuff I'm going to throw at you. Um, And I think that what's wrong with the young people, like we were talking about who can't take it or the lady who leaves crying and her, meanwhile, her friends are enjoying it. Right. Um, I think that when people say, Oh, she doesn't give a fuck. It's actually wrong. It's actually the other way around. I really do. Um, which is why I chose to write a joke about something and deliver it from me, my person. I'm not, you know, I'm not just spewing shit out there. I know it sounds like it because I'm a professional and I make it sound like it's just off the cuff, but these are all, you know, bits and they, you know, I try to make them, you know, according to who I am, which nobody really fucking knows. (laughs) And then I just light up. Like Satan, but I'm terrorizing people. I get it, but at my age, also, uh, who, who, what, what family do you know that doesn't have that aunt or uncle who comes in and just fucking terrorizes? You know, everybody's afraid to invite them over for the holiday or Christmas. We all have that person in our family. You know what I mean? Oh God, don't let them out of the garage. Keep them in there drinking or whatever, you know? Hi, that's me. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's me. And that's why people dig it. And actually, the people who really like my act are real old motherfuckers because they right. get it. Well, it's a generational thing, too, right? Like I you're speaking, you're speaking about your experience. And you can only speak about your experience and your experience right. is the experience of person who's lived this many years. So right. along with those other people that have lived that many years, they're like, ah, I get it because I lived through that same shit that she's talking about right now. Right. You know or what I they mean? always say that uh, women, this is what women say to me after. Oh, my God. You say everything I think. Because women normally are, you know, we have to keep it on the down low for you guys to like us and fuck us, right? You can't come out, no, can't come really. out of the gate like me and then expect no. a nice home life. I'd still do it. And have the bullshit a little bit, you know, act a little ladylike to get you guys to capture you guys, you know? We we have to lure you in. We have to lure you in with uh, perfume and good smelling shit. And then once we have you, you know, we do all our crazy shit. All the voodoo comes out. Yeah, the real, you know, but that's what women say. And I think that's why guys like my comedy uh, because I'm, I'm not coming out from just a, a female or feminine point of view. I'm just coming out with jokes. It's about the jokes. And I happen to have a great voice Thank you, mother, mother, <laughs> for, for delivering jokes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I know that the show you did last week was part of a comedy taping for the new LMFAO network. Do you have any information on when that's coming out or how people can see it? I don't. I don't. Okay. As soon as I get my check, I will let you. <laughs> Let's make sure it clears. Oh, no. Did, no. You, take a, did you take a check? I take checks. Oh shit! Money orders, food stamps, EBT. <laughs> I take it all, brother. So you would have been the worst hooker. <laughs> I was the best hooker. I took change. I had one of those little things. <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I don't actually. That's funny. I just I show up. I do the shows. I you know I'm gonna bring it and I go home. It's just well. I'm anxious to find out. I'm going to reach out to the, um, to the, to yeah, the you find out, let event. me know. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to the people that ran that event and find out where that's going to be posted, when it's going to be posted. I want Tid to check out your entire special. I want, I saw it twice and I want to see it more. That's, that's how you got the show. <laughs> and you're dreaming of me later. <laughs> I'm just happy you're not choosing to eat me first. That's all. <laughs> I want to live. Tidwell's going to be a tasty tidbit. You got that right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and look, he's fine with it. He's going to go yeah, crazy. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to start with suggestions of where you can start. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, I'll have a fork and a knife. <laughs> look at Tidwell. Whatever your kink. Oh my god, that's hilarious! How long is this show? Is We're it done. Tell everybody where they can reach you if they want to find you on socials. Oh, I or want them to reach me, find me, fucking not to fight with me anymore on Instagram or TikTok, TikTok, whatever the fuck it is. Oh god, I'm all I'm doing all day is just fighting on those damn platforms. I swear. Well, um, it's you, Paula Bell, B-E-L-1-L. I couldn't afford two. You can look me up at paulabellcomic.com or Instagram at Paula Kills It. Paula Kills It. Paula does kill it. And uh, check her out on her Instagram. She's active job, on all right? the time. Go fight with her. Whatever. Right? Join Please in. come fight with me. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be in your comments section fighting with you. Oh, they will once they see that show. They will. <laughs> Paula, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, next time get, you know, in a real space with some real drinks, maybe a beer, you know what I'm saying? All right. We'll do an in-person interview. Bye, right. well. Peace, you guys. There she goes. Paula Bell, everybody. <laughs> Tremendous. How do you what feel about female comics, Tid? Uh, what a ball of fire. Uh, <laughs> I still feel the same way about female comics.
Yeah. But I also feel that um, she's funny. She she's made the funny. corners of my mouth go up, you know? <laughs> so that's really what it boils down to, isn't it? I don't have the same feeling holistically about female comics that you and Paula do, but she is fucking funny, man. Yeah. I mean, she's she's smart enough to know that, you know, majority. Listen, and it's not just it's not just female comics, male comics too. majority of them out there aren't funny to me. Yeah, no, they're not funny. And the nice thing is, is that it's it's an art. So everything is subjective. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of paintings that I think are absolute shite as well. I've seen a lot of bad comedy lately. (laughs) Like a lot. Yeah. And it, it. does my heart so good because i love to see them fucking suffer up there i i'm such a fucking sadist like i enjoy the suffering you know guys up on stage this this one guy i was at a comedy club he -hmm. says to me before his set this is a i don't know a month or two ago he says hey man uh i've only been on stage a few times and uh i'm I'm really glad you came i'm like you know no problem i've got another friend on the show i'm happy to check you out and he's like, okay, well, give me some honest feedback because that's how I'm going to improve. I got some new bits I'm trying out for the first time tonight. I'm like, oh, first time. Did you run them by anyone? No, 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 no. This is the first time I'm going to say them out loud. Oh, he should not have said them out loud. <laughs> were, you, were you there? Were you there with your like your fucking your daily bugle press hat with the little thing in the front that said press? Or you were just the tallest guy in the room and he felt it necessary to fucking ask you? No, I know the guy. I know the oh. cat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck is just like, uh, hey, you random fucking know nothing in the corner over there. How about you give me some advice on this thing that I'm doing and you're not? Yeah, no, no, no. I know the cat. <laughs> All right. But he's just he was dying up there, you know. And then I did, I did the Russell Peters thing, you know, that he talked about on this show. When he was done, he comes over to me, this this young man, and says. So uh, he had, he was so not self-aware. He did not realize he died. So uh, not bad. What'd you think? I'm like, you were great. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing. It's good. I was laughing at him, but I was laughing. Listen, you don't have to elaborate on the sentence. Once you've established that this is the compliment. That's it. (laughs) This is what you're getting. Yeah. What was the goal? The goal was to get laughs. Yep. Yep. And and listen, there's, okay. So like there's, uh, for example, what's Mm. his name? Emo Phillips. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you remember that guy, Mm -hmm. that whole gimmick Mm -hmm. didn't do it for me. It was just way too kind of like weird and cringy. It wasn't the comedy that I'm into, but a lot of people are like, you don't understand the genius of it. I was like, no, I do. I absolutely understand what he's going for here, but it's just not my bag of tricks. I love, right? I love when people talk down to you and like, there's a comic that's just not funny and someone yeah. who's really into them. They talk down to you and go, you just don't get it. <laughs> you just don't get it. Uh, it. No, I do get it. I, I absolutely get it. I can get stuff and not fucking like it. You just, you're not, you don't have a refined enough understanding of this. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I come across to you. Like I'm the guy that licked windows and ate paint chips as a child. You're absolutely right. No, you come across as the guy who dared the kid to eat the glue stick. Dared forced, (laughs) force fed, forced. There's something in this glue. It's at the bottom. I need you to find it with your mouth. There's gold in them hills. <laughs> no, right. I was I was not the I was not the bully. I I, I was not the bully. I I beat I up the bully. That. Nope, that's not true. It. I was not I was not around school long enough to be a bully. Remember, we moved all the time. You know what was funny was, I'll, I'll share this with you quickly before we wrap up. Since we talked about it, and we talked about you know with Paula about how generations have changed kids are softer now like when i was a kid where i grew up okay in toronto it was not unusual for me personally to be in a fist fight three out of five days in a in a school week that was not unusual and a lot of times you're in a fist fight with guys who for the most part are still your friends but for whatever reason it's like 
Hey, uh, uh, did you take my eraser? No. Yeah, you did. You're dead after school. <laughs> it's like, okay, guess I got to fight, you know, and this is the way it would. And then the next day, if you hold your own, everything's fine again. There was so, and it wasn't just me. Like, don't think like I was getting targeted. Like it was everybody. There was always stuff going on at that school. It was just, it was fights every day and nobody, nobody got expelled. Nobody got suspended. We were just beating the shit out of each other every single day. I got to a point where um, by the time I was, I don't know, sixth grade, seventh grade, I had just gotten tired of cons. And like by this point now, there's a couple of little fucks that are starting to 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 get on my case because I'm the I'm the tall kid, right? So they want to take down the tall kid as often as possible. And I just Oh my God, I got so sick and tired of these guys fucking with me. So this does nothing to them. But that summer, I went to summer school. Um, and it wasn't like remedial summer school. It was like, I'm trying to get yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, you weren't stupid. Okay. No, I wasn't Go stupid. Ahead. I was, I was right. doing advanced sure. stuff. Yeah. No, we believe it. And my parents just didn't want me like, you know, sitting around. around. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> yeah. want you around. They were like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, no, summer school. stupid. Up to stupid school, summer school. So I went to a month of summer school and I went to this school that was um, down the, like it was, it was in a, a different part of the same community as me, but I didn't know any of the kids there. I went to a Catholic school. This was a public school. I didn't know any of the kids at this school. Okay. I went in there and acted like the biggest dickhead bully that there was. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm going to change the narrative, bitches. You are not fucking with me. This is a fresh start. I'm coming in hot. You look at me, I will fucking step on you. And you know what? It worked. Because dudes would look at me and they'd be like, oh, man, that guy's tall. He's fucking crazy. He probably knows some karate. I ain't fucking with this guy. And it was like, I felt like a kingpin. It was so much fun. Wow. I was like, bully life ain't bad. I never had to worry about that stuff in school. Yeah, I'm sure. You were 6'4", 220 as an eight-year-old. Yeah, it just didn't happen. And <laughs> and I had the ability to always just talk to people and make them feel silly about wanting to fight me before fighting me. Yeah, you got that snake charmer thing. Yeah. You can just talk people off a ledge. Yeah, or over the ledge. <laughs> you might, might want to Dep- Depends on my mood that day. <laughs> But either way, no hands are being thrown by this guy. Did I ever tell you my favorite ever snake charmer story? I was at a hotel in Newfoundland and uh, um, independent wrestling show that I was a part of. There was a guy named, uh, you remember this kid. He hasn't been around for a few years, but remember Turk, Turk Selleck? School teacher. Is that what he does now? Absolutely. So Turk Selleck was a, an indie wrestler. We're at a bar after a show, right? As, as you do. And he starts partying with all these local hockey players and they're drinking and they're getting fucked up. They're hitting on girls, whatever. And then Turk's like, all right, boys, I got to go back to my hotel. I'm leaving early in the morning, heading to the next town to do another wrestling show. And like, we're going to come with you. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to get heat from, from the guys at the hotel. Like you can't come. No, no, we're coming fucking with you. So they follow him because they're like, oh, we go to his hotel. Uh, uh, Scott Steiner's there and the New Age Outlaws are there and the Nasty Boys. We're going to go get autographs and meet everybody. And he's like, no, 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 guys, you got to. But they follow him. Now they're in the hotel hallway and they're like, yo, bring out your boys, man. We want to meet everybody. What the fuck? And Turk's like, look, it's 3 a.m everyone's going gone to bed like you got to stop you guys are screaming in the hallway you're losing your mind now they're getting pissed and there's three of them i think three or four now they're they're getting on turk like pushing them up against the wall like they're gonna beat the shit out of them and i'm in a hotel room sitting there with um a couple of other wrestlers i'm not gonna start name dropping but i'm sitting in there with a couple of other wrestlers and one of them says the fuck is going on in the hallway Donnie, go check it out. So I open the door and I look and I see what's going on. And a voice back inside the room I was sitting in, sipping wine, he says, what's going on? Like, uh, it's like three hockey players fucking with Turk. Okay. So he gets up and he walks into the hallway. He has to lower his head to get through the doorway. It's Kevin Nash. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Seven foot tall Kevin Nash. One of the guys who was fucking with Turk turns and looks. He nearly falls on his ass. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he looks at Kevin Nash, and Nash is like, you know how Nash is. He's cooler than the other side of the pillow. Absolutely. And this kid is looking at him. This kid's like five six and built like a like a fire hydrant. And he looks at Nash. He goes, I'm "Not afraid of you." And he puts his hands up. He goes, "I'll fucking fight you." And Nash walks over. And this guy is all three of them. They're drunk out of their minds. They want to have a scrap. Um, the hotel has already called the cops on these guys for disturbing the peace. Nash comes over, puts his arm around the guy, and goes, "Hey, money, you just chill the fuck out, okay? We're all just." having a glass of wine, trying to get to bed early. Why don't you just admit that you had a nice night and head on home? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, you don't, you don't, you're not going to fight me. No, I'm not going to fight you. brother. <laughs> you know, like, and he just, this guy went from amped up with his fists in the air, ready to, to fight a fight. He can't win. And he just calms right down. And then the cops come in a few minutes later and they're like, all right, we're going to get these guys. And Nash looks at the cops and goes, they're fine officers. They're fine. These are my friends. They're going to go home. They're yeah. going to sleep it off. <laughs> yeah. He just snake charmed the shit out of the hockey players, the cops. Like, I wanted to sleep with him after that. I was like, this is a charming motherfucker. And you did. All right. Anyways. Yeah, it happens. I think we're all done. We are. Another right. week in the bag. Boom! Just like that. We are done this party. That's Notorious TID, Chris Tidwell. You can find him on socials at Notorious TID everywhere. Uh, my name is Donnie Da Silva. You can find me on Instagram, Silva. And uh, if you want to go to godfathersofpodcasting.com, you can check out archives of this show. There's a whole bunch of them there for you. They're all available for free. Go check them out. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell people you don't like. If you don't like us, tell someone that you're mad at. And, you know, it's a prank. Like, haha, go listen to these guys. Whatever it is, <laughs> spread the word, pump that algorithm, and let's keep this ball rolling. We'll see you next time. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm -mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Alright then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs>